support for this episode proudly comes from Munton's Malt. Munton's are a UK manufacturer and global supplier of world-class malts and malted ingredients. Munton's work closely with both traditional and modern breweries to find new and exciting ways to enhance beer recipes, improve efficiencies and create new and innovative products. Munton's provide a full portfolio of brewing malts, from crushed malt in sacks to whole malt in bulk. Munton's also offer a range of liquid and dried malt extracts, which are the perfect solution to common challenges brewers face. From increasing ABV with Munton's Pale Ale Malt Extract to colour addition with Munton's Ultra Dark Malt Extract, Munton's malt extracts are what you need. Want support with recipe development or brewery troubleshooting? The Munton's Brewing Technology team are on hand and happy to help. Sustainability lies at the heart of everything Munton's do, and they are proud to boast the claim of manufacturing 100% sustainable malt. For more information, contact the Munton's team by emailing hello at muntons.com or visit www.muntons.com. Great beers begin with Munton's. The brewing industry is made up of people from all walks of life. Some brewers have held a lifelong desire to be part of this sector, while some have developed that passion later on. Whether it was driven by an epiphany as a result of a beer that lives long in the memory, or the want to embrace a profession that is more hands-on, more tactile, everyone has come at it from different sides. In Buxton, Norfolk, one such brewer is Mike Deal, the head brewer at Wildcraft Brewery. His own story in brewing had that light bulb moment in 2015, and five years on, he's never looked back. Hello, and welcome to the Brewer's Journal podcast. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. We all make connections in life in different ways. Many relationships in this industry, be them professional, personal or both have been formed over a pint. Of course, in 2020, that pint is more likely to be replaced with a meeting, be it over Zoom or Microsoft Teams, while other video calling services are available. Back in 2015, Mike Deal met his future business partner, Mark Goodman, through another online channel in the popular world of the online game Clash of Clans. It transpired that they both shared an unfortunate love of Norwich City Football Club and therefore decided to meet after the match in a lovely brew pub called The Coach and Horses. It was here that Mike explained his dream of having his own brewery, where beers were made with foraged ingredients and flavours were experimented with. But several things were getting in the way, and that would stop this from ever becoming a reality. After a few pints, the two went their own ways, knowing they had forged a new friendship, but with no idea what was going to come next. It only took a week or so for Mark to give Mike a call with the now famous words. That premises you want, how big does it need to be? The rest, they say, is history. And in this episode, recorded on the beautiful, blustery farmland that Wildcraft Brewery calls home, we find out how this story panned out. The UK is blessed with breweries of all shapes and sizes. Some are tight-knit, modest operations, while others operate out of facilities 
that could be mistaken for an aircraft hangar. That doesn't mean that one is good and one is bad, or vice versa. They're just different. And of course, variety is the spice of life. And while Mike Deal and his team are unlikely to come across many spices in the vast greenery that surrounds their brewery, working with locally foraged produce has been a major part of Wildcraft's ethos since its formation. Foraging as many of their ingredients as possible, they set out to support the local economy by buying local, giving back to the surrounding areas by planting hedgerows, working with local farmers, schools and groups. Along with that, the plan was to support independent local pubs in any way they can, so to ensure they thrive and are an important part of their community. And with the challenging conditions so many in the trade have had to deal with this year, working in partnership with their customers has been a major part of how the brewery has navigated these choppy waters. It was several years ago that Mark introduced Mike to a messy but quaint barn at the back of his parents' property that just so happened to be the exact size that Mike had in mind for a potential brewery. They got thinking fast and worked out that with Mark's practical knowledge and Mike's brewing know-how, they could convert this barn and make it into the brewery that they now both dreamed of. But how could they afford it? The simple answer was they couldn't. So in early 2016, a crowdfunding campaign was set up to raise the initial amount of money needed to start converting the barn. And as this progressed, they met several people interested in investing in the business. The crowdfunding went really well with £20,000 being raised and an extra amount came in from investors, some of whom were happy to fund the business and watch it grow, while two in particular added expertise to what they were doing. By late July, Mike had left teaching to become the sole employee and everyone rallied around to get the barn converted, the car park laid and the cold rooms built. It was time to make some beer. So in, in the early days, it was, when I started this place up, everything seemed to be focused around the really overhopped American IPAs. Uh, so I decided to go the opposite to that because everybody had those at the time. And we were kind of missing this, this the real English IPA, the English bitter and things like that. So I started off with those. Um, we started off with three beers, Wild Summer, uh, Wild Eye PA and Wild uh, Bill Hiccup, a bitter a summary pale ale and an IPA um, and they went down really well um, so then I was able to expand that selection and do some of the hoppy ones as well and do some other things but I always wanted to keep you know that that local feel to it to start off with and that the, the UK feel to it to start off with. Having made a transition from the profession of teaching to brewing full-time Deal looks back fondly on those early days and the challenges that came with them. Yeah it, it all came we decided that we would we would put things to the test, because we had the property then, but we still didn't have the money. Uh, so still quite a big gap there. Um, so we, we turned to crowdfunding, which was a, a big thing at the time. And we did uh, reward-based crowdfunding. And we managed to raise £20,000 through that, as well as get a lot of interest, because it, the, the spike in interest through um, the crowdfunding then in, it attracted investors. Um, so we've got a few investors as well, which, which helped us then convert everything you see here and get the equipment as well. And with that in mind, it was time to look online. The first brew we did, um, I mean, the, the kit we bought was all separates off eBay. So we had to work out how to put all that together, make it work together. And then we did the first brew. And, and to be fair, it was, it, was, it was around this time of year, a little bit later on. Uh, so I did a Christmas brew, 
Now, the Christmas brew I do is probably the most complicated brew out of the lot I've got. And I started with that one. That became a 16-hour brew that day. So, yeah, it was the, the glamour was taken out of it quite quickly. At a time of year where autumnal and winter beers are front and centre of many schedules, no doubt many can sympathise with Deal striving to perfect the recipe. It's a complicated brew because it's a, it's a spiced porter. And if you, if you get the spices wrong, you've just got a, a really overpowering spicy beer. Uh, so you have to get all that right. Um, I'd only ever done it as, on a home brew before. Um, and unfortunately, I got a stuck mash because I hadn't realised that the amount of grain that I was trying to put through just wouldn't work. So yeah, it was, it was a big learning curve that first day. I mean, we were also, at that point, we didn't have electricity in the building. We had to pull everything down from the, the landlord's house um, on extension leads. So of course we were flicking fuses the whole time and running up and down the driveway trying to get electricity back and it was, it was great. Deal isn't one to dwell though. He looks on these times with a sense of pride and rightfully so. It's quite funny because you, you don't tend to remember how bad things were. You remember how bad things are at the minute. But I think it is always good just to take that step back and go, how far have we actually come? Because we've come a, a massively long way since those days. Um, it's just some days it doesn't feel like it. For Deal, he says Wildcraft's biggest accomplishment so far has been getting through 2020. With everything that has come into place, they've had to change their business model three times already this year. Something that's probably all too familiar with those listening. They've reacted to what's going on, they've survived, and in his own words, probably come out of it better the other side. The, fir the first few days was a panic. It, it really was. Um, and we, we met up in Mark's, Mark's kitchen the day the pubs were closed and worked out whether we needed to close the brewery and uh, just wait it out. Because actually we looked at the finances and thought we could. We could just close everything down and we could probably survive until it comes out the other side and then, and then restart. After about three days, I had some friends getting in touch saying, surely you could do this, surely you could do that. And actually they inspired me to, to try and try something different. Our web sales had always been rubbish. We'd never been able to get anything through the website. So we, we rearranged a few things there. We, uh, our designer, a lovely chap who just said, look, I'll work for free during this time. We had other people just come on board and say, look, we'll help you out. And actually, we managed to get a campaign together that really pushed us forward during that time. So we just went completely to web sales and they went through the roof. That caused more problems because we then had to bottle everything rather than casting it, which... <laughs> but they were nice problems to have because it actually it was keeping us going. And then once, once the pubs were reopened, we saw web sales take a massive fall again because obviously people could get their beer wherever they wanted to. Um, so we started opening up the field here. I uh, had a chat with our landlord. He allowed us to use the field where the, the goats are currently. Uh, and you'll see behind you there's a big hay barn, which actually we now use as a stage. And we, we now do a pop-up pub every two weeks. Uh, people come and sit on the field, listen to some live music and have our beer. And all socially distanced. All, well, we, we actually mark out squares. So now, we now have apart. three metre squares, two metres apart. It's, it's really good. Another initiative the brewery has launched is the Rule of Ten. So as long as the 10pm rule stands, when people purchase from the home delivery service, they will take the number 10 that the government has so wisely picked out of the air as a closing time and create the following offer. For every £10 spent with them by the public, they will take 10% as a credit towards a pub or restaurant's next order, with the establishment nominated by the person purchasing. In addition, establishments will also receive 10 free two-pint takeaway containers with each cask purchase. However, these are important measures to adopt while the brewery presses ahead with its original plans for this year. It was all about expansion this year. 
we didn't have the best year last year, if I'm honest, but we want to, we never want to stand still. And I, I felt that we were starting to stand still. So it's looking at how can we streamline everything we're doing? Our equipment is ancient and very difficult to use. So any time we can, we can save there would help us out. So we were looking at new equipment and we were looking at new premises. What we have been able to do, fantastic as it is, we've managed to get new equipment now. Um, so that's coming in in the next few weeks. Um, it will double the size of our capacity. Uh, well, actually, because we've got some uh, new fermenters coming as well, it's going to triple the size of our capacity. And um, we're still looking on the premises. And with, uh, we really hope that planning permission will come through so we can uh, move into some much bigger premises than we've got here. And from speaking to Deal, he's clearly eager to get on board with the new kit and the benefits it will bring. Well, for a start, at the minute we're using a naked flame to, to heat our kettle. <laughs> um, that takes approximately five hours from sparge, uh, end of sparge to actually getting up to the boil. The new system we've got is a lane mark and we'll be at the boil by the time we finish our sparge. <laughs> That's five hours saved in my day, which is just going to be fantastic. But it's, it's a 10 barrel kit. We're currently on a five, um, a five which struggles <laughs> uh, to get five out of it, to be honest. So yeah, everything should be easier. We're going to save a lot of money on gas because it's going to be so much more um, direct. Uh, and then we've got new fermenters coming. At the minute, we're using some very old-fashioned, bought-off eBay um, flat-bottom fermenters, uh, open top. So we've got uh, a load more of those coming. We've got some conditioning tanks, so we can go into, into keg. So hopefully, this is going to completely change the way we're doing everything. While the brewery's expansion plans will improve its capacity and process abilities, Deal is infused by the ways it will help Wildcraft maintain and grow its role in the community he loves. Yeah, I mean, we are very proudly Norfolk, and community has been the way we've built our, our brewery. Um, we've always been community-led, hence wanting to open up here. We do a festival every year. Um, well, we do four festivals every year <laughs> uh, around the county. We decided that if we can't bring everyone here because we haven't got the space, then we'd take the brewery to them. So we've got a really good following locally, which now we want to take nationally. Um, so in doing that, what we want to try and do <laughs> is not take on that big business feel, but take on the small business feel here, so we keep our eyes on this community and keep helping them out and doing what we need to here, while getting our beer out further. So we're, we're experimenting at the minute, it's looking like we're, we're gonna come towards London, and also go up, go up towards the Northeast. Are you optimistic for the future? Very optimistic, yeah. Best way? Yeah, too Best right, way, you've gotta be. <laughs> The Brewers Journal podcast is a production of Reby Media. Produced and hosted by me, Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering is by Ross McPherson. Series supervision is by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And a special thank you to Mike Deal and Wildcraft Brewery of Buxton, Norfolk. <laughs>